Sensors podcast consumers welcome to episode 90 of go tell it to the wall podcast i am your favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and we got an awesome show for you tonight so let's just get right into it because i'm worried about going over time as usual uh, let's kick things off with social plugs you can follow us at all times a day all days of the week all months of the year whenever you so please you can do that in multiple locations one of those is, of course, Twitter. Everyone uses Twitter these days. Everybody. So follow us on Twitter. Head on over there. Uh, search at, at Tell the Wall Pod. I'm having a like brain malfunction right now. That's right. At Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. One of those is the official Go Tell to the Wall podcast uh, account. And the other one is my own personal account. Figure out which one's which. It's not that hard to figure out. And just follow both of them. You're going to get good stuff from both of those accounts. Uh, of course, Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook right now. Head on over to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Like our page. You're going to get all kinds of great updates. Uh, you're going to know when new episodes are coming out. You're going to find those things on Twitter, too. Uh, but Facebook is definitely a good location to to keep up with everything. Know when new episodes are coming out. Know when new videos are posted. All that good stuff. Uh, so, again, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. And, of course, YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell It to the Wall. We actually... I. I uploaded some new videos this week and there's still a bunch in the queue that need to be uploaded so make sure you're heading over there check out new beer reviews uh that are going up good beer reviews so check them out like the like the videos subscribe do all the things comment tell tell us how bad the beer is or whatever it is the kids do these days on the youtubes uh again just search go tell to the wall and subscribe to our page most importantly and all-encompassing of everything I just mentioned is, of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. I will actually link you to all those things I just mentioned, so it makes it easy on you. You don't need to remember all those things. Not that you really need to. Just search Go Tell to the Wall on any platform you, you come across. Uh, but SeanO'RourkeLive.com is going to take you to all those things. It's also going to link you to our Patreon page uh, if you see fit to support the show financially, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever it is, you can do so. At Patreon, you can find the link uh, on SeanOrWorkLive.com. And also on the website, you're going to find uh, blog posts, photos, links to our videos, all kinds of good stuff on there. So make sure you bookmark that website, check back off, and that's going to be your one-stop shop uh, for everything Go Tell to the Wall, for everything Sean Work related uh, for the one and only Sean Work. I realize there's other Sean Works in the world, but I like to, to pretend I'm the only one, that, hence the the one and only Sean Work. Uh, just bookmark it, check back off, and that's going to be your best spot. Uh, and like I said... I said to the live feed, I'm definitely not 100% this week. I've had a rough week. I've had a rough day. I did not want to come into the studio. I just didn't. I didn't. Uh, but the show must go on, and we're persisting, and, and we're going to continue along. And I'm sure by the end of this show, I will feel much, much better. Let's hope so. Or it could be one of those shows where I end up with my face just dropped into the, the desk in the studio here, which which happens quite a few times. I've actually got pictures of it and without trying. It's just one of those things. Cause I have this GoPro sitting in the corner. It's just constantly taking photos, so it catches me in weird spots sometimes after the the live feed camera has been turned off. Uh, so this could be one of those nights. Who knows? Nonetheless, we're going to get through it. Uh, beer this week. Super excited about the beer this week. Uh, thank you to my brother-in-law, Dante, who actually sent this out to me from Connecticut. This traveled all the way on a storage like thing pod type thing all the way from Connecticut to uh, to Southern California here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a it's from Black Hog Brewing. It's their IPA. This is just their basic IPA. Black Hog is is a independent craft brewer there in Connecticut. Uh, I believe it's Oxford, Connecticut. Uh, I can't remember the exact town. Now my brother-in-law and my wife are both going to be like, why don't you know? I'm like, I don't know Connecticut that well. They're from Bristol, and that's where I've actually, I've actually had this in Connecticut myself off the tap uh, at a nice little bar there right in Bristol. So I've actually had it quite a few times, uh, but fortunately was able to get some sent out here. I've never been able to find this here in Southern California in any of the stores, uh, but got some sent out here courtesy of my brother-in-law, Dante, and now I get to share it with all of you. So if you have the means, you're, you can find this anywhere near you. Highly recommend the Black Hog IPA. Uh, it is It runs about 6.2%, I believe is what I was looking at. I can't remember. It's right around 6.2. It's definitely an IPA. It's a little closer to a New England IPA. Surprisingly, not really, because it's from Connecticut. It's not quite a West Coast IPA. 
has a little bit of fruitiness to it. Not like the juicy IPAs. These are like the New England IPAs. So there's a little bit of fruitiness to it more just from the hops as opposed to like the super juiciness that they've been putting in stuff. It, for example, the Modern Times beer we had uh, for episode 89. So check them out. If you can get your hands on a Black Hog IPA, highly recommend it. And I always love the can designs. This one actually has, I can't really, the, the live feed can't even really see it. It's got a little hog here on the on the uh, can tab. Uh, and I always appreciate it. It's got one of the black can tabs. And I always appreciate when they put some effort into their can design. Uh, and Black Hog has, has done a great job of that with this one. I've actually got another... Uh, another six pack sitting over here of a different Black Hog, so we're gonna bust that out in a couple weeks. I don't want to do them back to back, but it's another tasty one, and we'll be getting into that. So check them out, Black Hog Brewing. Uh, their IPA. They've also got other tasty, tasty brews, especially if you're not into IPAs. Mm. Thoroughly enjoying that one. Thoroughly enjoying it. All right, let's get into some social trends. Social trends going on right now. I'm excited to share this one with you, not because I'm sure you haven't seen it, because everybody's seen this. I've seen it. And I finally went ahead and just did the thing. And that would be hashtag Florida Man. This is the Florida Man Challenge. That's right. If you haven't heard of Florida Man, uh, you've probably been living under a rock. <laughs> but I believe... And, and if you haven't watched Atlanta, uh, I was actually just talking to my friend and my wife about this before I came to the studio. Atlanta, fantastic show. I'm pretty sure... like We all know the Florida stories, but I believe the Florida Man name kind of came from Atlanta... Uh, the show Atlanta, fantastic show from Donald Glover. So check that out. Uh, but the Florida Man Challenge, if you haven't heard of it, if you haven't been on any social platforms for the past week or so, uh, you're supposed to go go on Google or any search engine, I guess. doesn't have to be Google. I'm not trying to give Google extra play, although that's really kind of where we're at. We have a term, like it's a verb, Google it. Um, why can't I find my, okay, I can't find my cursor here. Uh, but what I've done is uh, we've actually, I went ahead and did, did my own uh, what you do is you Google and you put in just the words Florida man and then you follow it up with your birthday. Just your birth date, not your year. And you see whatever the first thing to come up, whatever the first news story is, that's your Florida man story. And you've probably seen this flying around the internet on all the social platforms. I've seen it like crazy. Everybody I know has been doing it. I didn't actually post anything, uh, but I thought it'd be funny to share it with you guys. And once I did it, uh, the first thing that popped up was Florida man tried to steal a vending machine from apartment complex. And that doesn't do it enough justice because the picture I'm looking at is actually a dude pushing a full-size vending machine through the lobby of an apartment complex. And I don't know what he's thinking is going to happen with it, but apparently also took it up eight floors on the elevator uh, to what I assume is his own apartment to try to break into it. Yeah, this is the kind of logic that comes out of Florida. It's amazing. I, I, try, not to, uh, I try not to talk too bad about Florida, although we all know how ridiculous it is, but... There are bright spots there, like the fact that you, your friend, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, was actually born in Florida, although kind of a bubbled part of Florida because I was born in Miami. It's a little bit, a little bit different down there compared to like other parts of Florida. Uh, and that being said, of course, I left there when I was like seven, so I don't, I don't have a lot of Florida in me. It's really more of a Southern Cal, more of a Southern California boy coming at you here. Uh, so, but check it out, Florida man, hashtag Florida man. If look it up, just do it for yourself. And if you want to share it, use that that hashtag Florida man or hashtag Florida man challenge, whatever you would rather use. It's <laughs> really up to you. That's the amazing thing about social platforms. You can kind of kind of position it how you want to. That's why I get to have this ridiculous podcast yelling at a wall, uh, which pales in comparison to many podcasts out there. You get like two million listeners. I'm looking at you, Joe Rogan, uh, and aren't very good, but nonetheless, we persist with, you know, like 15,000 listeners. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not bitter about it. I'm not. I'm not bitter that other people spewing hatred actually get more more listeners than we do, but it's okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. Hashtag International Day of Happiness. Did you know today is International Day of Happiness? Uh, this I was having a rough day. Not a good day. Not a good day at all. all like Didn't want to prep the show. Didn't want to go through this. Didn't want to get in the studio. And as I was like, fine, I'll, I'll pull myself through some of this. I'm looking through social trends and stuff, and I'm going, oh, great. Really? And it actually did make me laugh out loud because I'm going, I'm having like the shittiest day possible right now. Not the shittiest day possible. I'm exaggerating that, but I'm having not a good day. Not a good day. And apparently it's the internet hashtag international day of happiness. Yeah, not me. Not me today. But if you're happy today, please share those things. I'm not even going to share any. And pe people got real political with it, uh, but it, which is fine. I, I get it. Like people are sharing the happiest countries in the world and all this other stuff. I get it. It's just that's. I wasn't looking for political posts at that point. I was just trying to get through the show prep here. All right, moving along. 
Uh, another trend, this one uh, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of it at all, uh, is hashtag lash challenge. Hashtag lash challenge. That's right. So this is a new thing that some some idiot thought up. That I, Like, I swear, I, I don't understand who comes up with these things. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks with the cheese the cheese thing where people are throwing cheese at their kids and their pets. And I said, you know what? It's fine with the challenge things. Don't have a challenge that's going to get yourself seriously hurt or do any kind of harm to another person, even if it's just like spraying them with water. That's not cool. It's not cool. Go find something better to do. Find something better to do. Uh, now, of course, if someone's being an asshole, then I have no problem with spraying them with a bunch of water. If it's like the spray assholes with water challenge, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Or maybe we'll get something that, like the, the kid from Australia. <coughs> oh, my. Excuse me, wall fans. Huh. Losing my voice there for a minute. <clears throat> As I was saying, make sure you're not hurting other people. <clears throat> I think I've completely lost my voice now, wall fans. Excuse me. I'm trying to get it back. There we go. Apologies, that was ridiculous. You can tell I'm upset about this last challenge stuff. Uh, but if it's going to be hurting other people, please, 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 just just don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. There, there's no reason to be doing that, things that are sadistic or whatever else. Even if you think, well, it's harmless. We're playing pranks on people. It, that's It's dumb. It's dumb. YouTube has eliminated all the prank videos anyway, so you're not going to get famous from your dumb prank videos. Like, get over it. And with this one, what somebody thought it would be a good idea uh, to go up to people... <clears throat> Women, mainly, or men, I mean, I guess, I just, I, I mean, even, I, even men I know that, that dress very feminine, I don't, I don't know many of them that do this, but some people uh, that are wearing fake eyelashes, you know, like the eyelash that you stick on your eyelids and fake, eye, you've all seen them, like, ev everyone's seen fake eyelashes somewhere, it's, it's a big thing, it's popular, and so the last challenge is to go up to someone that has fake eyelashes and pull their fake eyelash off, just pull it off, yank it off, and so this hashtag last challenge uh, is actually make some notes there. Uh, is actually people going up and pulling lashes off of people. In fact, I I, I saw this and I was like, what is this? And at first I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. Is it people doing like funky eyelashes or whatever? No, no, no. There's videos of people pulling eyelashes off of other people. Not cool. Not cool. Like find something better to do. Do go do the trash pickup challenge that we talked about last week. That's better suited. It's more positive instead of just ripping someone's eyelashes off. That's that's. You're, you're invading personal space. And honestly, if you're doing that to someone you, you really don't know, even if you're technically, if you're doing it to someone you know, it, it's technically going to be assault. It's technically going to, because you're, you're doing, you can't do that. Technically, someone could bring that, and especially if it's a random person on the street, you're not, you're not getting away with that. You're just not. I know you could be, oh, I didn't hurt anybody. No, you're not getting away with it, dude. Just not happening. So just knock off this hashtag uh, last challenge stuff. It's ridiculous, and it's very frustrating to see these these challenges pop up where people get hurt. And uh, don't email me like people do. And be like, it's just eyelashes. People, nobody's getting hurt. It's it's rude. It's rude. I have to I have to say this to my two year old, but we shouldn't have to say this to adults. My two year old likes to go out and play in the yard, uh, and she likes to shake a couple of smaller trees we have. And I'm constantly like, no. And it's like the tree's fine. But it's like, no, how would you feel if someone came and just started shaking you? Now, she's two. So I, I'm okay with having to explain that to a two-year-old. Shouldn't have to explain this to adults. Come on now. Do better. All of us need to do better. Uh, this next one I actually just I found very, very, very funny. Uh, hashtag man flew in five words. Again, hashtag man flew in five words. You know, this is the old adage uh, that when a man gets sick, it's like they're dying no matter what. They've just got a fever or a cold or whatever. And it, I'll admit, I, I'm not saying this is true of all men. I don't like to, to stereotype that broad, but I, I've been guilty of this myself I, with my wife. And she'll be like, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to die. And she's like, you're not going to die. Drink this, this, this emergency. You'll be fine. And sure enough, like a day later, I'm like, oh, I feel much better now. You know, so, so I get it. It's funny. Uh, and so people are. People are sharing these things, and I want to share this one with you from Northern Lights. Uh, worse than childbirth for women, hashtag man flew in five words. And this really reminded me of a, a meme or something I saw flying around the other day uh, that some a man had shared, and it was a picture of scraped knees, and I think it was like a male athlete or something. And they were like, and I can't, don't quote me on the exact words, but it was like, women will never know pain like this, even childbirth. And it was like, dude, you scraped your knees. You scraped your knees. Like, there, there's, no, there's no pain in the world. No pain in the world. And I'm, I'm including, like, if you got kicked in the balls by a donkey. 
There's no pain in the world as bad as childbirth, period. Now, obviously, I haven't experienced childbirth myself, but I'm, I can say that with 100% accuracy. 100% accuracy. There's nothing. What women do to bring children in this world is, is fantastic. It's a miracle, and we should all be grateful for any woman uh, that's willing to put their body through that and go through all of that to bring life into this world. Uh, it, they need utter respect. Uh, and a man with a flu or a head cold or a fever mm, doesn't fit that bill. Doesn't. Now, of course, I say that in the moment, but I fully recognize. Uh, I mean, I say, like, oh, I'm dying in the moment, but I fully recognize. I'm like, I'm not dying. I've got a head cold. <laughs> it's, and I do get them a little more often now because I have a two-year-old at home. She tends to get kind of sick. Luckily, uh, not doing the daycare thing, so she's not getting sick like crazy. But when my two-year-old gets sick, I get sick. I'm, I'm with her minimum like 10 hours a day. Uh, minimum. And so I tend to pick up what she has. Uh, which it's just part of the joys of parenting. There's a lot more joys than there are things like getting sick from your kids. So don't let that turn you off. Uh, it's well, well worth all of the good stuff that comes with, uh, with having a kid. All right. One more hashtag I want to share with you. Uh, this one hit me, hit me in the heart. Kind of, kind of hit me personally. Uh, hashtag why grandmas are great. This one hit me personally. I lost my grandmother a year and a half ago. Really? My only grandmother, obviously I have two biologically. I have two grandmothers. I uh, didn't really know my other grandmother at all. Uh, this was kind of my, my one uh, grandmother, really my one grandparent. My, her, her, her husband, my grandfather, died uh, when I was very young, like six, six. And uh, so I knew him, just not very well. And this is people sharing uh, why grandmas are great. Again, hashtag why grandmas are great. Uh, this one I really enjoyed from Scott Williams on Twitter. Uh, they can tell you all kinds of bad stuff your parents did when they were kids. Hashtag why grandmas are great. Uh, and I, that's, it's funny. A lot of people have like someone said no filter when sharing about your parents. And it's totally the case. Uh, my grandmother is very much like that. My grandmother was always good for a laugh and as much of a hard ass as my grandmother was. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, my, my wife was like, not afraid of her, but she was, she made sure she was on her good side. My, my grandmother is a strong, strong, strong Polish woman. Uh, but as much as she was, was a hard ass, uh, she had the softest side possible and she, she, the thing she cared about the most in her life was her family. Thir uh, five children, 13 grandkids, uh, and Jesus. Uh, how many? Jeez, five? Uh, I, have, I have to do counting in my head right now. Five great-grandchildren. Uh, she had five of them before she passed away. Five great-grandchildren. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and that's just, there are all kinds of reasons out there why hashtag, or hashtag why grandmas are great. Uh, and so, so check that out. Share yours. You know, especially if your grandmother's still alive, share it with her. She's going to really appreciate that, uh, who, you know, whoever they may be. All right, let's move on to some TV film books. Man, my voice is back now. I don't know what the heck happened there. I just totally lost my voice. I might, I, I, I never edit things out of the middle of the podcast. I only cut off the back of it where I'm, like, fiddling for the cursor and trying to stop the recording. Uh, but I might actually edit that one out. We'll see how it goes. So if you're if you're only listening to the audio and there's a weird spot in there, that's why because my voice just cut out uh, for like a minute there. All right, TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. Have you guys heard about this one? I actually had not. I don't know how I missed this, but it came out a little while ago. And of course, Game of Thrones and HBO. You know they're doing a lot of marketing around Game of Thrones. Just tons and tons and tons of marketing. Uh, and one of the things they're doing is is this hashtag for the throne campaign that they're doing. Uh, and it. it it involves a bunch of stuff uh, they're doing, which my wife's going to be upset, but I will not talk about uh, the Bleed for the Throne uh, blood drive, and there's a reason for that. And there's also the Create for the Throne, uh, where they got some artists to do original artwork for Game of Thrones. But another one of these For the Throne campaigns is they actually are hiding six uh, series signature Iron Thrones uh, all around in kind of far-reaching locations uh, apparently around the world and i have a feeling it's not gonna, like i have a feeling it's not going to be all you know around the world we're probably looking at a lot of them being in the uk and sure enough the first one was actually found uh, very recently past couple days in a forest in england uh and the second one has been hinted at already and and i think what they're doing here is they're they're using multiple locations like that one was was the forest children or, or whatever they're called, like, don't send me stuff, I, I watch the show, I, I, I don't keep track of every single term, uh, but the Forest Children, Throne, or whatever, so that's where that one was, the next one they're teasing as being uh, in the north, 
So you know it's going to be somewhere where there's like snow, uh, colder weather, stuff like that. You know, so so who knows? Maybe they did drop one in Antarctica. I doubt it. That would seem crazy because uh, there's like two people and a bunch of penguins in Antarctica. Uh, but it's it's going to be somewhere with snow, and then after that, there's going to be another four more. If you find one of these thrones. You take a picture with it with the hashtag uh, on Instagram or whatever, and apparently, because there's three guys that, that found the first throne, uh, they they will send you a, a crown, uh, some probably some limited edition crown. Uh, I'm sure it's not made of like actual gold or anything. That would seem to be a little crazy, but maybe. I mean, Game of Thrones is so popular, they make a lot of money, although they got to pay those actors a lot of money. Uh, so go find a throne. Yeah, get in on this campaign. I'm not going to do it. I have a two-year-old. <laughs> I don't have time for this stuff. Uh, and I really don't have much use for a crown. Uh, it's funny. I've actually got, uh, you know, we'll bust that out. The uh, the show that is going to be uh, April 11th. We'll bust that out. I've actually got a special little Game of Thrones pin back here. Um, so, moving along. Man, Bill and Ted. You guys remember Bill and Ted from the 80s? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey which was very bogus, uh, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, fantastic, well, fantastic 80s film. Let, let's, let me, let's not get crazy here and say fantastic film. Fantastic 80s film uh, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter as Bill and Ted. Uh, they just announced this week, just announced this week, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter did a little video uh, to announce that they are going forward with Bill and Ted 3, uh, right now titled Face the Music, Face the Music. Uh, so this is coming out. We actually have a release date for it now. It's coming out. I got to get rid of this web page here. Go away. Entertainment like Entertainment Weekly is terrible. I actually enjoy reading their magazine. Their website is terrible. I always have trouble with their website, and it, it's very frustrating. Uh, but nonetheless, if you are interested in Bill and Ted, it's coming out August twenty first, twenty twenty. Who knows if that that date's going to stay firm. We're talking about a year and a half away, even more than that. I can't do that kind of monthly math in my head right now. Uh, but we're talking a year and a half away. That could that release date could change. Uh, but we're probably getting this remake now or this sequel because that's what we got to do is make a sequel of every terrible 80s movie. That Not to say Bill and Ted was terrible, but you know what I'm getting at. Uh, and we got to have this sequel. The one thing I am excited about, not excited about uh, that. Unfortunately, George Carlin is no longer around uh, to replies, 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 reprise his role as Rufus. Uh, but I am excited because I, 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 like something in my head just tells me that Kevin Smith is going to be cast as Rufus. I just, I just have this feeling that Kevin Smith is going to be cast as Rufus. I don't know why, and so we're probably going to see Kevin Smith in in Bill and Ted Three as long as it doesn't conflict with the. 800,000 projects that he's currently working on, including the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Definitely follow Kevin Smith on YouTube if you are a uh, View Universe fan, Kevin Smith fan, Jay and Silent Bob fan. They, they got some good stuff coming out right now. They're doing like daily vlog things on set from Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. Let's make sure you're following them. I've been following them. Uh, Stranger Things, the show that everybody on Earth is into. I feel like Stranger Things ha has almost has really surpassed Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has gone much longer, uh, but I feel like Stranger Things is like the jam. You know, everyone's like Stranger Things, and they dropped a trailer this week. So of course, everyone lost their mind, lost their mind. Oh my God, Stranger Things three! I'm so excited, and it's very exciting. I'll be honest, I didn't actually watch the trailer. You know why I didn't watch the trailer? Uh, because I'm just I like I'm. I'm into trailers and stuff, but we're so far off from Stranger Things, and it's, you know what it is for me? I think I've talked about this before. Uh, there's a little bit of a punk rock in me, like punk rocker in me, that's like, if everybody's watching this trailer, or everybody's talking about this one thing, uh, I avoid it. I, I really do. It's funny. I avoid it. In fact, I think that, that might have been why I was avoiding Game of Thrones for a long time. We did, My wife and I didn't start watching Game of Thrones until like five seasons in or something, like four, four or five seasons in. I don't know. It was a few seasons in. We, like, we watched a bunch of it on, maybe on Netflix? I don't know. I don't think it's on Netflix. Maybe we were watching on HBO. But we were well behind uh, until we actually caught up. So season four or five. And, and I think that might have been the reason was because everybody was like, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Uh, and I've also been burned by that because for a long time, everyone was like, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. And I was like, fine, fine. I'll watch it. And I wasn't interested. Just completely uninterested. I, I couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't care less. Um, what is this? See, now I'm having problems here. Let's just get rid of this. I'm like, pro there we go. Technical issues going on here, and, and this is all. Yeah, it's it's all it's always Wi-Fi. 
If you can avoid it, don't don't get Spectrum. Just don't get Spectrum if you can avoid it. Unfortunately, I can't avoid it in my neighborhood. I got to either get satellite or I got to get Spectrum. I'm not getting a freaking satellite. <laughs> like I just refuse to get a satellite. Uh, all right, another reboot. Not sequel this time, but reboot from the 80s, because that's what we do. We reboot all the dumb 80s movies. And, and maybe this is going to be great. I, like, I'm being cynical about it. I'm not saying all these movies are going to be bad. It's just funny, because we're, like, regurgitating all these, you know, reboots and sequels from the 80s and stuff. Or if you're Disney, you're just like, oh, let's take these 80 different animated movies, and we're just going to roll out live-action, not live-action films over the next couple years, because I don't come at me. Lion King live-action. It's not live-action. CGI. It's not live-action. It's not. You want to see live-action Lion King? Go watch a Broadway show. That's live-action. Blows my mind every time. Uh, but keeping along with that theme, 80s, reboots, you know, sequels and stuff. Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Do you remember Toxic Avenger? The movie in 1984? I vaguely remember the movie, but there was an animated series uh, that I remember quite well. And there's also a comic book, a Marvel comic book, interestingly enough. But Marvel doesn't own the rights. They just made a comic book uh, for Toxic Avenger. And they are in development with Legendary Pictures uh, to reboot the 1984 film. Reboot it. Uh, they do have a director thus far, but they do not have a cast announced. They might have a cast. They haven't announced it. Uh, and they also have not announced a release date. Uh, so Legendary Pictures, of course, this is going to run through the, the most likely through the Universal Pictures team. That's where all the Legendary Pictures stuff goes. I, I, I know this offhand because I worked on a little bit of it uh, a few years ago when I was at uni. So uh, look forward to Toxic Avenger reboot. Uh, I, this one is a little, I've always said it's better to reboot the, like the comedic things, or if you're rebooting something serious, uh, make it more comedic, you know, like play into the nostalgia and make it a little more comedic as opposed to trying to be serious with it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, or if it is a funny thing, then maybe that'll work. I, you know, I, I enjoyed the Ghostbusters reboot, uh, with everyone in that, and I'm going to enjoy the Ghostbusters sequel when that comes out with Bill Murray and everyone. It's, I, I'm going to enjoy it all. I enjoy those cause it's funny. Uh, so again, I'm not saying it's all bad. It's just it's just funny how it's like this is a trend right now. Like 3D movies were the trend at one time, and then and then they weren't. Everyone's like, we're not going to see 3D movies, and then now it's like a trend again. It's all cyclical, all cyclical. Uh, all right, Marvel fans out there. Speaking of Marvel, you guys Marvel fans? Uh, Chris is not on right now, so he'd be he'd know a little bit more about this. But Marvel, uh, we all know they canceled. Uh, most of their Netflix shows. They canceled them. Not happening anymore. Everyone's up in arms. They're trying to save the shows and all this good stuff and hoping that maybe these shows will come back either on another platform or even on the stupid Disney Plus thing. Stupid. I'm not using that word lightly. It's stupid. Stupid Disney Plus platform. Uh, well, it's not. <laughs> and we know this uh, because Marvel is selling off most of the props from their Netflix shows. They're selling off most of the props from the Netflix shows. Uh, so if you're interested, they actually have uh 750 pieces that will be auctioned off. 750 pieces will be auctioned off in August. So keep an eye out for that if you're interested in getting a Daredevil mask or hood or an Iron Fist mask or I don't know what other stuff. <laughs> That's all I'm seeing in the picture. So Iron Fist and Daredevil and some other character that I don't even understand. Oh, man. Speaking of Marvel, Disney, it finally is official. Been talking about it for like a year, right? At least a year. That we've been talking about. I think it's been happening for more than a year. But we've been talking about it for like a year. And that would be uh, the Disney-Fox merger. Disney's gobbling up of 20th Century Fox. And becoming this ridiculous monopoly in the world. It's funny. Because I've also been saying for a year uh, that Disney's a monopoly. And, and nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody. And it's funny because now that the merger has gone through. And Disney officially owns uh, Fox. Everyone's starting to come out with stuff like, oh, this is not good for our industry. This is not good for our industry. You think? Like, you think? In fact, the layoffs are already beginning. Uh, word is that they're going to, uh, we're getting at least 4,000. This is all speculation. Getting at least 4,000 employees laid off. Uh, some people are predicting as much as 10,000 employees will be laid off, uh, which is it's crazy. People losing their jobs just because a mouse uh, is very greedy. A mouse and maybe a dude named Bob who sits there and... and speaks for the mouse uh it's going to be interesting to follow all the other fox ip uh like name this we're talking like simpsons disney now owns the simpsons it, this is crazy to think about that uh and we also do know at this point uh that they're going to reboot everything fox marvel which would be like x-men and fantastic four uh there might be something else i'm not thinking of i mean logan was was fox i believe but 
so that could be included in there. All going to be rebooted with the exception of one. And we've talked about this before, but we've gotten more confirmation on that. Uh, and that would be Deadpool. Thank God Deadpool is not getting rebooted. I'm not going to be super happy about giving a bunch of money to Disney now that uh, now that they're going to be producing these films, but uh, Deadpool is not getting rebooted. Thank God. I'll tell you, if, De if Deadpool was rebooted at Disney and Ryan Reynolds just went off and he was like, I'm Dead Pie, and was like dressed the same and stuff, and I'd be like, cool, I'm a Dead Pie fan now. Like I'm, I'm going to follow Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to follow the guy that brought this to the screen, made me love Deadpool, uh, I, was, I was a bit of a comic book reader, but and I knew of Deadpool, but wasn't a huge fan until the films came out. And then it was like, oh, my God, this is, these are, this is the greatest Marvel movies I've ever seen in my life. Both of them. My top two Marvel movies, uh, Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Everything else kind of just kind of sorts out beyond that. But th those are my favorite films, personally. I think they're fantastic. Uh, all right. One more piece of TV, film, and books. This one could have gone in tech even, but I, I chose to leave it here because it's really pertaining to, to entertainment and to television. Uh, at, there's an Apple event happening on March 25th. That's Monday. It's four days away. Monday, March 25th. There's an Apple event. You know how this goes. Everyone's gonna freak out. They're gonna be live streaming, and I'm gonna have to turn on. My, I'm gonna turn on my Apple TV, and it's gonna. The first thing I'm gonna see is Apple event or whatever the heck they call it. I don't care. Uh, but it, it's always interesting to follow the stuff that's coming out of it. Sometimes it's dumb, and when we get into tech, you're gonna see there's some dumb things. Uh, but we are going to finally see the unveiling of Apple's streaming service. Unveil, it's going to be unveiled on Monday, uh, the launch of their streaming service. Uh, and from what we can tell right now, from all the reporting and all the rumors that are going around and everything, uh, we know there's going to be new original programming. We know that they're bringing in some partners uh, for additional content. Uh, and we know that at first, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be free for the most part. Uh, but we also know that there's likely going to be uh, higher tiers to pay into uh, once it launches. We don't have word on that yet. There's not really a lot of speculation on how much it's going to cost uh, for the upper tier stuff, but it's coming Monday. Uh, I actually still, I still have an Apple. This one Apple device that's still in our home uh, is an Apple TV. And so I'm, I'm going to be curious once it act it's getting announced on Monday. So I don't think the streaming service itself is going to uh, be launched on Monday, but it's coming very soon. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see. I, I'm just curious to see, you know, what they've got. There's a lot of competition out there. You got Netflix and and Amazon and Hulu, all of them doing original programming as well as partner content. And now you've got Disney Plus uh, that's coming out soon, and they they obviously have a ton of content that they can put on their platform. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, and, and there's word that Universal is is launching a streaming service. Word they're launching a streaming service. It's just right now it's speculation, but they're launching a streaming service. They've been planning to launch a streaming service for a few years now. I just I happen to know that firsthand. All right, moving on. We got some music news. Music news. I don't have big music news, but I found that this interesting. I, re I really did. Some music news uh, from a couple of my favorite bands. So Blink-182. If you're familiar with Blink-182, uh, they've been around since 1992. 1992 was when the band formed. Uh, they had a self-produced album uh, called Buddha. That really, you can't even find the self-produced one. Uh, I think I have a studio re-release that was done a few years later sitting around somewhere. Uh, but Buddha, but the, really their, their main studio album that first came out in 1994 was Cheshire Cat. They moved on to an album called Dude Ranch in 1997. I'm giving you the entire history of Blink-182. No, I'm not. I, I have a point to this. Uh, and then, of course, their drummer Scott left. They picked up another drummer named Travis. And in 1999 released Enema of the State. And that's when they took off. They were on MTV all of a sudden. What's My Age Again was all over the place, and they were selling out arenas. It was madness. It was 1999. You know what year it is right now? 2019. You know what's funny is the last time I saw Blink-182 in concert was at Warp Tour 1999. After that, I've, I remained a fan after that. Uh, however, they got so big and I was so poor that I was unable to really go to shows after that. And then I got a little older and it was harder to catch them at shows. Fortunately for me, like I've mentioned on the podcast, I get to see them at, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to, Back to Beach Festival. I'm, I, like I confused them. Beach City Bitch. Beach City Blitz. Back to Beach Festival. Beach City Bits. Back to Beach Festival. I can't even say it correctly and I'm like thinking it right out in my head. Okay. Uh, but they are going to be playing Back to, or Back to Beach Festival uh, here at the end of April. And it's been announced that they are going to play Enema of the State in its entirety at that show. 
So I have 20 years since the last time I saw them, and they're going to be playing mainly songs from the album that they released 20 years ago. If you're a hardcore Blink-182 fan, you know the song I want to make sure they play, and that's the party song. They never play that one live. They never play Eminem's live, for that matter. It's always Carousel. I'm always like, play Eminem's Carousel. Eminem's, dude, that first single that that got radio play from Blink-182 was Eminem's. It was on 91X. Chris Muckley was one of the guys that broke them. I knew the guy personally. We actually went to the same middle school, weirdly. Weird as that sounds. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, look forward to some other new stuff. I have a feeling that Warp Tour, they're playing the Warp Tour in Atlantic City. And I have a feeling that Warp Tour, they're going to they're gonna do the same thing and play Enema of the State in its entirety. Uh, because really, that that's the that's the album that, like, if you're from San Diego, you've really known them since, like, like at least 1994. And you probably remember times when they couldn't pay people to go see their shows at SOMA. And then 1999 rolled around and you couldn't buy a ticket for less than like $150. <laughs> it was crazy. I remember paying like $9 to see them. One of the last shows I saw them at in, in 1999 was, uh, was X-Fest. 91X X-Fest. And the tickets were $9.10 or something. It was like, it was $9. Yeah. So, that's going to be fun. Looking forward to that. All right, moving along. Some mental health. Like I said, it's been my mental health today uh, in this week that has been affecting me negatively. Uh, so I want to make sure I got this in in here this week. Uh, so I only have a little bit on mental health, and then I have some stuff on parenting. But interestingly, uh, there's some serious crossover here between mental health and parenting, and I'm, you're going to see why as we get into this. But first off, I want to talk about handwriting and anxiety. Uh, and I actually found this this open letter on uh, the Mighty. You know, the Mighty. I love the Mighty. They do they do good stuff. Uh, And it was someone who wrote an article about uh, how writing is their favorite pastime, and they've noticed that sometimes anxiety can affect their handwriting. Now, I want you to keep in mind, whether you know this firsthand or not, anxiety can really affect everything. It can affect any. It it affected me almost not wanting to come in the studio tonight. It can affect anything. It's just it's a it's an unfortunate byproduct uh, of dealing with mental illness and mental health issues. That is what it is. Uh, but one of those things, like I said, can be handwriting. Uh, but I bring this up. I bring this up. And for me, it's also typing. It's also typing. When when I am having a panic attack or, or having a serious anxiety attack, uh, it's same thing with writing, uh, but also typing. I'll, I'll be typing. And I'm just misspelling everything. And it's funny because if I'm messaging my wife or something and not letting on that I'm having a problem, she can tell right away. Like if a bunch of words come across and I'm just like, and it doesn't make sense. She's like, oh, okay. You doing okay? And I'm like, yes or no? You know, most times no. But also handwriting. And it's funny, uh, I'm showing everyone the live feed. I actually I have these black and red notebooks. I've been using these since the very, very, very beginning of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. I, I believe this one that I'm currently writing in and taking notes in uh, is like the ninth one, uh, episode 90. That makes sense because uh, we're well over 90 full episodes. It's just we're on episode 90 now. I think we're, we've done like 98 uh, actual episodes because we have holiday specials and stuff. And I'm sure if you look through these, you can probably tell uh, my state of mind uh, at the time of each show. This this one tonight, not looking so good. I can kind of read it. <laughs> I don't think anyone else can read it. Uh, so I, I absolutely can relate to this. Uh, and the other important thing about bringing this up is, is knowing the signs that can help. So if you see yourself kind of getting into a mode where you can't write, you know, you can't type, whatever it is, uh, but maybe you're not in a full anxiety attack, full panic attack. It could mean that that's coming. That's why it becomes important for mental health, is knowing those signs. It's all about learning those signs. And not yourself especially, uh, but people close to you knowing those signs. My, like my wife knows those signs. I have a few very close friends uh, that know those signs. You know, And that handwriting is one thing. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But that's why I bring it up. Because it is just the tip of the iceberg. And hopefully that gets you thinking. It even got me thinking, and I know this, but it still got me thinking as I'm reading this. I'm going, oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, And, in fact, the author of this uh, has started calling it her anxiety writing. I believe her, right? Yep, her. Thank you, Julia Glass, uh, for for sharing that with the mighty. The mighty, it's fantastic. Again, I say this, I think every time we talk about mental health and mental illness, uh, the mighty is a fantastic uh, resource. For, for anybody, uh, for you personally, if, if you need the help personally, or if you know someone uh, that needs help, it can it can help you to help them. Help me help you. 
<laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Can you th- it's God. I'm just I'm in one of those modes. All right, let's move on to some parenting. Oh man, parenting. So I said there's some crossover, and in fact, uh, I was getting some information from the mighty regarding parenting on this particular topic. Uh, and what I want to talk about is, is mental illness and parenting. Uh, and again, this was an open letter that someone had penned. Um, and this is something I struggle with. And that's why I'm bringing it up. Because it's my show and I talk to a wall and, and I get to talk about the things that I want to talk about. That's why we talk about a lot of crappy punk rock and we don't talk a lot about, a, uh, what is that, mumble rapping or whatever the kids do these days. And, you know, I don't know. So that's why I want to talk about it. Uh, and this is really... Mental illness and parenting, uh, but that balance of keeping things from your kid, but also letting them see to an extent. And in fact, the author of this this open this this article this open letter uh, had talked about uh, her son seeing her how she got through the whole. And I can completely relate to this. Got through an entire day, knew that a and this is a bipolar person. Uh, who can have much, much worse episodes, uh, really, especially manic episodes, than than I do personally myself. Uh, it, it's it's much more difficult to deal with uh, than OCD and OAD on most levels. I'm I'm not trying to say one is harder than the other, but like I will sit back and be like, that is a tough one. Uh, you know, it's it's like comparing OCD to like schizophrenia. You you have very different challenges, uh, and so there's similar challenges, but there there's very different challenges as well. And she talked about going, getting through an entire day, knowing a breakdown was coming down, putting her kids to bed, sitting on the couch, and then just losing it. And I can relate because th- this has happened to me sometimes. Even at nap time, I put my kid down for a nap, and I'm just, I just, I gotta go, and I gotta sit, and and I gotta recenter myself. And sometimes that involves crying, sometimes that involves yelling at myself, whatever it might be. I'm not encouraging you to yell at yourself. Sometimes that can be unhealthy. Uh, trust me, I know that firsthand as well. Uh, but so it, so it happens, and and that's what happened here. And unfortunately. Uh, Fortunately and unfortunately, one of her kids got up, saw her on the couch, and came out and said, Mommy, are you okay? And she said, Yeah, I'm okay. It, you know, I'm just sad sometimes. And from the mouths of babes, the kid said, It's okay, Mommy. It's okay to be sad sometimes. The kid then went and got her a cup of water, brought it to her. Uh, they sat on the couch and cuddled for like 10 minutes, and then she put him to bed uh, with, with all the much better feeling of knowing that she wasn't necessarily scarring her kids w- with this mental illness. Uh, you know, that that's something, that's a challenge. That's a challenge for me. I won't say on a daily basis, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm necessarily scarring my kid, but I try to set a great example. I don't like to see my kid to see me vulnerable. I need to be her rock. But at the same time, this has happened to me. Not to say I've been sitting crying in front of my daughter, but she senses this. My daughter knows me well. She spends so much of her days with me. And she's done it for two and a half years. She knows me well. And sometimes she can see a look on my face. And I, I kid you not, my daughter will come up to me. Uh, she could be playing and I'm sitting on the couch and she's playing in the living room and I'm watching her play and I'm just, you know, my head might tilt aside and she'll come over and say, are you okay, daddy? Are you okay? Well, she doesn't say, are you okay? She says, you okay, daddy? You okay, daddy? Genuine concern. And not like stressful concern, but just making sure. Just making sure. And that's okay to an extent. That's okay. Teach your kids it's okay to be sad. And as much as there are challenges, as much as there are challenges, it can also be a gift. It can absolutely also be a gift. Uh, because when you deal with mental illness, as much as you can have outbursts, as much as it can be debilitating at times, it also teaches you much more compassion, much more patience, and holy shit, so much more resilience. Because if you're still living with it, you haven't given up, you're resilient. I'll tell you, I give that up to anybody who's dealing with a mental health problem, mental illness. You are resilient. 100%. And that's something to keep in mind. It can be okay. It can absolutely be okay. All right, I want to move on to one more thing. This one, again, extremely important to me. Uh, this was another open letter that a parent had posted on the Mighty. Uh, but this one's important. Because it talked about her daughter and how her daughter is not a brat. She has anxiety. And these are, and let's unpack this a little bit. These are things that hit, hit home for me, very much hit home for me uh, in multiple ways. 
because we just talked about how you don't want to show it to your kids and, and, and all that. Uh, but there's also the aspect of, of things are hereditary. Things are biological. I worry on a daily basis that, that my daughter is going to grow up and, and have to deal with the same issues that I have to deal with on a daily basis. Fortunately, my, my wife is, is a much stronger person than I am. I'm hoping she gets a lot more of those genes. You know, hopefully she'll get my genes for talking to a wall and, she, you know, she won't be shy or anything like that, which I'm pretty sure she's not. Uh, but it's a, it's a constant worry. It is a constant worry. And it's very tough uh, when it comes to your kids. It's very tough for, for those that don't understand. And in fact, that was me as a kid. Looking back, I realized how many instances I was dealing with a panic attack, with an anxiety attack, with, with OCD. In fact, my, my brother-in-law, uh, I, I think I mentioned my, my wife and, and my brother, uh, they were clearing out their parents' house, huge house in Connecticut. Uh, he actually sent back a couple of uh, old Ninja Turtles from the 80s, Ninja Turtles figures for me. And it's funny, I set them on the shelf over here, three different ones. I, I just set them on the shelf you know, for display, and I'm trying to get them to stand. And I, I had this flashback to being a kid because I loved Ninja Turtles as a kid. And I was spoiled when I was young. Became not poor, but not a lot of money after that. But I was spoiled as a young kid. Spoiled. Had all Ninja Turtles. And I had this flashback to it being frustrating for me as, as a young child not being able to stand up my Ninja Turtles and getting frustrated with it. And I think I even said to my wife jokingly, I was like, yeah, I think I threw this the same one, like not the same exact figure, but the same character halfway across my living room as a kid because I was like, stupid thing won't stand. And those things you focus on as a kid, you look back and you're like, yeah, I had, I had mental health problems as a kid. I had separation anxiety as a kid. I had general anxiety as a kid. I had obsessive compulsive disorder as a kid. And these are things to remember. Not only as a parent, this is in the parenting section, but this is something for everyone out there to remember, especially if you, you deal with kids in any way. Not even if you deal with kids on a daily basis, but you have friends or, or family or acquaintances even that have kids. This is something to keep in mind. Kids have, have anxiety too. And it doesn't mean they're necessarily acting out because they are a bad child. They could be acting out because anxiety is just overtaking them. For example, I, I want to just run through a couple of these. Uh, and these are just kind of bullet points that she had talked about. Anxiety makes my daughter say and do things she wouldn't normally do. That could be construed as acting out. However, it could also be a kid in an uncomfortable situation, trying to get out of an uncomfortable situation. And you might not see it as uncomfortable. Just because you don't see it as uncomfortable doesn't mean it isn't uncomfortable to anybody. When you have anxiety, any situation can become uncomfortable. Trust me, I know. Um... Uh, there are times she can appear typical or anxiety free. Yeah. When you have mental health problems, you don't, it's not an all the time. I mean, it is an all the time thing, but sometimes you can put it together. You can get it together and you can go do things. Like I said, uh, I think I said it to the live feed 2003, my parents' house burned down. My parents' house burned down in October of 2003, the Cedar fire down in San Diego. It was a Sunday morning. I actually went, drove from my house in long beach. I can't remember where, even remember where I was driving to not near there, somewhere in LA area. Uh, and I went and played a show to about a thousand high school kids that evening, that evening, had a big event to do, played it, cried my eyes out the entire drive there, got myself together, did the show, was good through the show, went back to the hotel, checked in, went to my room, cried my eyes out again. <clears throat> uh, another thing to keep in mind, it's not her fault, nor the parents fault that she has anxiety. These are just one of those things. Uh, Trying to fix my daughter is, is unreasonable. I've said that on this show so many times. You, you can't fix it. It's there. You can help it. You can support it. You can be compassionate. You can have patience. But you're not fixing it. You can't just turn it off. Another one is we never have extra money. Mental health treatment can be very expensive. Very expensive. And that's why we need health care reform in this country. One of the many reasons we need health care reform in this country. Um, and one more I want to share with you. Uh, where is it? Oh, uh, our battles have shown us the importance of being judgment-free to others. That's one of the most important things to keep in mind. Even if you haven't dealt with those battles, keep in mind that people have. Learn, be educated, remove that stigma. That's why we talk about it on the podcast. That's probably the number one mission of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. I mean, hashtag common sense, but it's, it's one of the main missions of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. As much as I like conveying social trends to you and tech stuff and TV film and books and 
you know, whatever else and, and sports and music. That's my number one goal is to diminish that stigma. And I've always said it. I don't care how many times I say it. I, I'm not going to stop myself from saying it. If one kid, one kid out there, I'm not saying there's like 10 year olds listening to my podcast, listen to Go Tell Them All, but, but some teenager, even some kid in their 20s hears this and feels better and realizes they're not alone. That's all I need out of it. That's all I need. That's all it is. Just one. Just give me one. All right, moving on to some tech. Oh, let me get a sip of my Black Hog IPA here. Mm. I really do enjoy Black Hog IPA. I wish I could find it here eat more easily. Um, and now my 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 in-laws are, are uh, moving to Florida. Literally, my mother-in-law's on her way to Florida, and my father-in-law is uh, still in Connecticut, but he's going to be heading down to Florida soon. So it's going to be more difficult for me to get this stuff. And I believe it's also difficult to ship beer, like, personally. Uh, I've gotten some tips. I'm not going to call anyone out on that. But a uh, hot tip, if you're shipping beer, I believe it costs more, and you, you call it barbecue sauce. Not that I'm endorsing breaking the law. I don't even know if it's breaking the law. Is it even breaking the law? Like I, I don't know. But you, you ship it as barbecue sauce, from what I've heard. I've not shipped a lot of beer. I've gotten beer shipments, but I get them from, like, you know, Beer club, manu- beer clubs, beer manufacturers, that kind of good stuff. Uh, dudes brewing here in uh, Orange County. Uh, I don't know. Torrance. I don't think it's technically Orange. It's not Orange County. And Torrance here. Uh, they have free shipping, like, all around Southern California. So they're clearly getting their beer out somehow, and it's not costing them an arm and a leg. All right, tech. All right, I said there's an event coming up on Monday. I've got some news on some new stuff that's going to be announced on Monday from Apple. One of those would be new Apple AirPods. That's right, so you can look as cool as all the hipsters walking around my neighborhood right now. New Apple AirPods. They're coming Monday at that event. Cool techie upgrades that I don't understand. That's what it is. It's like telling me things like uh, it has an H1 chip. Uh, the device is two times faster than previous generations. I, but yeah, it's got a bunch of techie stuff. They're new. If you want new new AirPods, get them. I'm not going to get into the tech ridiculousness of it. Nothing, nothing was standing out to me. It wasn't like these will will come to your ear if you snap your fingers. Like if it was something like that, I would talk about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about a new chip in there and stuff because it's Greek to me. And if it's not Greek to you, I apologize. Go to TechCrunch and read read up more about it. In addition to the AirPods, uh, you're gonna be able to get a new iPad Air and iPad Mini. It's uh, basically new this, new that, blah 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 on all that stuff. That's all I can say. Uh, but we do know maybe you are gonna need some new AirPods because we found out. Uh, some studies have uncovered a little dirty secret, not really a dirty secret, with uh, Apple AirPods. Uh, First-generation AirPods have been having major issues. They were released in 2016, uh, and they're much weaker. The battery dies very, very quickly now compared to when they were first bought, and especially compared to AirPods that were released in 2018. It's a first-gen AirPods. Uh, I'm not surprised at this. This is kind of Apple, uh, kind of Apple's model. Like, oh, oh, your tech's out of date. Uh, better buy some new ones. Sure enough, new AirPods are coming out on Monday. Uh, and everyone's a sucker for being like, oh, I got to get the new Apple thing because this won't update anymore. It's amazing. Get on a different train there, people. Oh, I think Apple computers are not as much. It's more like their devices, like their iPads and stuff. You have an iPad for two years and suddenly it stops working and you're like, uh, but I, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and I got to say, I have a set of Bluetooth earbuds that I really like, they're JBL, I, I can't remember the model uh, name of them or anything, JBL earbuds, Bluetooth, I've had them for five years, they still work great, they hold a charge, they work great, I can leave them in my nightstand drawer for like three months without charging them, as long as they were charged, not, it's they don't magically charge, uh, but if they were charged before leaving there like three months, pull them out, still working, fantastic, still got a charge, you know what, I'm gonna skip this, all I'm gonna say is, uh, be careful what you're looking at on Instagram. There's a lot of that Q organization or whatever going on there, and Instagram's not doing anything to get rid of it. Uh, speaking of platforms that <laughs> nobody uses anymore, no, everybody uses Instagram, I get it. Uh, MySpace. We got news this week that MySpace accidentally deleted everything that was uploaded prior to 2016. That's right. So all your MySpace stuff that you uploaded before 2016 is now gone. Uh, the hipsters, hipsters nationwide were asked, uh, their thoughts on it. And they said, what is MySpace? Yeah. 
What is MySpace? Do you guys even know? I had MySpace at one time. Uh, my uh, my one of my roommates when I was just finishing film school, one of my roommates was like, "You got to get on this MySpace thing," and I was like, "Fine, I'll get on the MySpace thing." And I remember like the Tom thing, where you you, you sign in and like Tom's your friend. I was like. Who the fuck is this guy? Why is there Tom here? I don't know Tom. And my friend was like, dude, everyone's friends with Tom. And like, that was the beginning. And I was just like, no, I don't No, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. And of course, now I'm like, you got Facebook and everything else. And Facebook's looking at all my information. They're probably looking at me right now through my camera that I'm going live on. They're probably like, hey, what's he doing? Hi, Facebook. Hi, hi Zuck. How you doing? Um, oh, I just skipped that one on accident. Uh, Google, real quick, Google Inbox app, the, the Gmail Inbox app. Uh, is actually going to be going away as of April 2nd. Uh, so if you do use this, it's okay. There is a new version uh, of Gmail app that's coming out. And it's going to have all your stuff in there. That, that's what's funny about the Google apps when they disappear. Like it's a Gmail app. And it's like, well, you know, all, you're, not all your info is on the app. Like all of your info is on Google. So you're still going to have your email and stuff. You just got to connect it to a different app. But keep that in mind because if you're going to open up uh, your, your Gmail inbox app on April 2nd, it's not going to work. I did a quick research because I was I read this the other day and I was like, oh man, because I use Gmail, and I was like, oh man, is my app gonna go out of date? And apparently, it was, uh, if you opened this app, it was popping up messages saying that it was gonna go away in 15 days. So people deduced April 2nd it was gonna go away, uh, and I went and checked mine. Apparently, I think I already have the newer app, so I like, I didn't even see anything to change. It, it was unnoticeable to me. Uh, so I don't know if people are actually using this app. If it's just old and they're phasing it out, I'm, that I'm not sure of. So apologies. For not having the full information on that, uh, but you're gonna be fine either way. You're gonna be fine either way. Oh, Instagram! See, this is why I avoid Instagram. Is these Instagram stars? You're an Instagram star, are you now? What's an Instagram star? I still don't know. Does anyone know? Instagram model. I am a go tell it to the wall model. I'm saying it right now. I'm a go tell it to the wall model. I just I model in here and I take pictures of myself. I don't actually do that. Actually, like I said, there's a GoPro right now taking pictures of me. It just, which becomes very comical. It becomes very comical because a lot of stuff, I go and look at these uh, usually after the show, usually Friday morning when I'm uploading because I'm exhausted after the show, Uh, but it becomes very comical. The thing shoots like a picture every 30 seconds or something like that. And I usually, so over the course of an hour plus, uh, I usually get like 10 good photos out of it. 10, well, good photos. I don't know how good they are, but the rest are really just kind of like, me making a weird face or me looking at something. It's very comical. Uh, but we had some news. We're on a common sense now. I don't even know where the hell we are. I'm running out of time. I've had too much Black Hog. I haven't, though. That's what's funny. I think I'm just exhausted. Uh, so moving on to common sense. If, if you're not from Southern California, this might be news to you. Or I, no, so It's not even Southern California. It's California. Uh, it would be California poppies. We've had a ton of rain set somewhat set records for rain this winter and so of course now that spring has sprung or is still springing it's raining right now uh all the flowers are blooming you just see you see my yard right now not that it's flowers it's a lot of weeds but you see my yard all that rain yeah little sun comes out and the flowers come out uh so we have these huge what they call they call them super blooms uh and there's a bunch of poppies popping up everywhere one of the areas that's real popular is lake elsinore uh which is south of uh of Los Angeles, I, I believe it's San Diego County. It's either San Diego County or Orange County. It's right near the like right near the edge of, of those two. Uh, cool area to camp. I used to camp there as a kid. Uh, so they had a bunch of these poppies, and everyone flooded there over the past week or so. Flooded to Lake Elsinore to check out these poppies. Sprang. <laughs> that's that's what I'm calling it from now on, Nate. <laughs> sprang. 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 Sprung. Uh, <laughs> So all these poppies, everyone's heading down to Lake Elsinore because it's a good spot to see the poppies. And what happened was everyone needed to take their, their stupid selfies. Not a fan of the selfies, you should know that. If you're taking a selfie with your kid, that's one thing. Cuteness of the kid trumps the, the ridiculousness of selfies. So, so that's okay. Uh, but people were taking selfies and taking pictures, and they were actually like trampling into the poppies, which is something you don't want to do. There's a, there's a hiking trail right near Eaton Canyon right near here. Uh, that was out a couple weeks ago, and they had poppies blooming. And I remember my friend, uh, one of the friends I was hiking with, oh, that's what it was. My my daughter was walking around. She starts walking toward the flowers, and my friend was like, no, 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 no. And I knew the same thing, but she just happened to see her walking before I did and was like, no, we can't even touch those at all. But, of course, everyone went down to Lake Elsinore, ruined the fun with the poppies because they trampled them, uh, and they had to close that area. The city of Lake Elsinore had to close the area 
uh, for a little while. And now we've gotten word that they are reopening the area as of this weekend. But they're going to close down the road, so you won't be able to drive into there. You're going to have to pay $10 to ride a shuttle. You're going to have to pay the $10 fee, ride a shuttle. They'll shuttle you up there. Uh, you're still not allowed to walk through the poppies. Uh, but it's going to cost you money, and they're predicting about a two-and-a-half-hour wait to get on the shuttle. Two-and-a-half hours. Two-and-a-half hours. Yeah, that's it. Two-and-a-half hours. Man, I can't even believe. You know, next week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, people in certain people on certain sides of the political aisle cannibalizing each other because it was making me sick today, but I don't have time today. I do want to get through these last couple things, and we're already over on time. Uh, so Gucci, are you a Gucci fan? They just, not just released, a little while ago, a month or so ago, released some new sneakers. Uh, they're $900 sneakers. They're not actually $900. They're $870, and these are purposefully dirty sneakers. They have the Gucci color scheme on there, which is like the red and green. I'm not a Gucci person. I'm not an anything designer, luxury person. I'm not. Uh, the, the most I get is a, I, I got a Calvin Klein, a Hugo Boss, a couple Calvin Kleins, and a Hugo Boss suit in my closet. Like, outside of that, just give me my Vans, my Levi's, T-shirts. It's what I do. It's what I do. Even my button downs. I'm like, I'm like Macy's, sale time. Let's get a bunch of button downs. That's what I do. Uh, so if you want have $870 lying around, you can buy these purposefully dirty and distressed sneakers from Gucci. I actually find this, uh, I mean, disgusting, but I find it a little bit insulting too. It's a little bit insulting. It, like, think about it. There's people out there that, that have to wear dirty shoes. It's like, so are you trying to be like people that are forced to wear dirty shoes that can't afford real shoes and then you want to pay, uh, charge $870 for them? Just like the Barney's Bong stuff. Go on YouTube if you don't remember that one. It's on YouTube. Check out the Barney's Bong stuff. I'm just, I'm sick of these luxury brands. Sick of them. I'm so sick of them. All right, a couple more things before we we, uh, we get the heck out of here. Uh, Chick-fil-A, we recently got a tax, like public tax statement or whatever from Chick-fil-A, and we found out, and it's something we all knew, but in 2017, they donated more than $1.8 million uh, to three different groups that have a hard, hard, hard uh, anti-LGBTQ stance. Uh, so bottom line, stop eating Chick-fil-A. Stop eating Chick-fil-A. I know it's tough. I grew up with it. Nate, didn't you grow up with it too? Nate is on the live feed right now. I believe Nate also grew up with Chick-fil-A. I loved it as a kid in Florida. Like before Chick-fil-A became nationwide, Florida. That was a treat. We went to the mall because uh, it was a southern brand. I, I get it. It was fantastic. Uh, but you can't support a company that does stuff like this. This isn't gray area, like in and out throwing some money at a Republican candidate. Like, calm down. This is them literally saying they don't want your friends, family, acquaintances, because you know you know somebody that's in the LGBTQ community. I know a ton. That's them saying they don't want your friends and your family and your acquaintances to have certain rights. That that's what it is. Bottom line: stop eating Chick Fil A. And like I said, it's it's and it's bad. It's bad now anyway. It's I had it like a year ago. It's it's bad. It's not the same Chick Fil A we had as kids. And maybe it's because it's California. I had it in California, so it's like, you know, I'm not saying it's just California, uh, but maybe if you go to locations like in the South, it's, this is a uh, company from Georgia. They started in the South. That's why I ate it as a young kid, but if you're from, from like California uh, your entire life, you may have not had it until a few years ago. Uh, a little more fast food news. Del Taco, if you're a vegetarian, Del Taco announced they are going to uh, have meat-free tacos coming soon. Uh, these are Beyond Meat Tacos, and they will be at all of the Del Taco restaurants once they are lunch. <laughs> having trouble. Spraying lunch. I'm just having trouble with my words tonight. It's okay. Uh, they are going to eventually be available at all of their restaurants. Uh, again, it's the Beyond Meat. You're seeing this pop up everywhere. I believe that's the same like uh, uh, non-meat product that Carl's Jr. is using in, in their non-meat burgers. Uh, and lastly for this week, uh, we just got an announcement. Today, Miller Coors is suing Anheuser-Busch over the corn syrup Super Bowl ads, saying that it's false advertising and slandering, and apparently, I don't want to get into all these details because no one cares. I don't even care. Apparently, you use some corn syrup, not even high fructose corn syrup, uh, in the brewing process, but it's not actually like added to the beer. It's not one of the ingredients. And so now we have, uh, we have Miller Coors suing Anheuser-Busch. They've been fighting. There's been billboards around town. There's ad campaigns and all this other good stuff, uh, and essentially... What we've got here is just the need for a Kermit the Frog meme where instead of a cup of tea, he's drinking a nice craft beer. <sighs> Much better than a Coors or an Anheuser-Busch. So I'm just going to sit back and watch these two <laughs> dumb companies get into it with each other. 
It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like it's like the kid. It's like I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. It's like the kindergartners fighting over like the fifth grade girl that they both think is attractive, and it's like, well, guys, you can fight all you want, but it ain't gonna change that you're not good. Well, in that case, kindergarten, you're not old enough. But in this case, it's not gonna change that your beer sucks. Your beer's not getting any better. Bud Light, Coors Light, get the hell out of here with that stuff. Have a real beer. Have a real beer. Even if you don't, even if you're not like, well, I don't drink craft brews. Have a real beer. Get yourself a Sierra Nevada. Technically a craft brew, but widely distributed. Get one of those. Mm. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. We're over time as per usual, because that's what we do is we go over on time. Uh, <laughs> this has been, no, that's not the part that I'm at. We will be back next week uh, with episode 91. So look forward to that. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic Muppet. Also on Facebook, where we're currently live right now, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, and of course, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search, go tell us the wall, subscribe to our page, check out our videos, do all the things that you do on YouTube. And most importantly would be Sean O'Rourke live.com. That is definitely the most important because it will take you to all of the things I just mentioned, uh, direct links from the website itself. And that's going to be everything pertaining to go tell to the wall and myself, Sean O'Rourke. So bookmark, do the things, subscribe, follow, do the things. All right. This has been episode 90 of go tell to the wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>